The mystery began with the vision of a drowning woman, which brought occult detective Dr. Xander Crow to the strange town of Wormwood, where he unraveled an ancient conspiracy and discovered a lost object of unimaginable power. In the months following, evil has besieged the sleepy foothills town, and the last of Wormwood's citizens guard against a growing threat of unspeakable horror. The final hand in a centuries-old game has been dealt, and now, at long last, all answers will stand revealed as destinies meet and fates intertwine in Wormwood Revelation. Chapter 6, written by Paul Montgomery, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Colin? I'm here, Rachel. We're in my head? Let's say we're in your head. Is this my mind or my soul? Are we going to see the DNA guy from Jurassic Park? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Let's say we're in your head. How many heads have you been in, exactly? This is a first. Heads is more Raleigh's thing. Always told me it was like hard drugs, which I've never done, so... Not even in the war? We weren't nearly so sophisticated with our goofball making. Whatever I may have smoked back in Iowa, well... Death itself's been much more transcendent. Well, this is the weirdest thing I've done since I've been deceased. For me as well, truth be told. Are you able to see everything I'm seeing? All of my memories? Well... For example, my first period just then? Oh, God. Just for a second, really. And, oh, it's back again. That was a different one. God, and now you're seeing everyone I've ever had and the bra fitting my mother made me and... I had three younger sisters. It's really okay. Stop looking, because it's all I can think about now. I... Yes. No longer looking. You can still totally see, can't you? I don't have eyelids. Please don't feel awkward. I'm going to think about horses now. Right. Just focus on horses until you're relaxed. Now... Okay, don't be embarrassed. I swear, Jacob forwarded that to me as a joke. I grew up on a farm. I understand. I'm just going to think about how Jacob is an asshole. I'm going to concentrate on that. When did you meet Jacob? I don't remember a time when he wasn't there, but... But? I remember him being nice to me the first day at school, after the move. But I've always lived here. I was born here. Sand? Really tall grass? These are Harmony's memories, I think. She moved here from... I'm not sure from where. Harmony knows. Florida? Yeah. I... She came here from Florida. Think about your last birthday in Florida. Think about the cake. We didn't have cake. What did you have? I'm allergic. So we had lasagna. Birthday lasagna? It's the only thing my dad knows how to make. Who's at the party? Mom and Dad and Kyle and Erica and Matthew. I don't know why. I guess because he's Kyle's friend. And there's another girl. Who is she, Harmony? The 
doesn't make sense, though. She's not till later. Who's not till later, Harmony? Me. Rachel. But you're dead. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember. I remember dying. What is it? What killed me? What's happening to her? I remember. I I remember that thing killed me. Is this hell? God, we're all dead. She's experiencing your murder firsthand. It's just as real to her as it is to you. Why won't anybody help me? They're just watching. That's supposed to be me. Colin, how do I help her? I can't let her go through this. Rachel, why won't they stop it? I remember their faces. I remember its breath on me. I remember it smelling me. You shouldn't have to remember that. Harmony, you shouldn't have to know what that was like. Nobody should. I blocked it out. Tried to forget. Rachel. But this is mine. This is how it has to be. This is how it has to end. Rachel? What's going on? Don't worry. It's only a dream. Look closer. These are not just sloppy crayon interpretations of Christ from the snot-crusted fisted hands of little brats stuck in Sunday school. No, look at the colourful plumage and that anthropomorphic deformity spewing upright from the hoofed man. These kids were drawing a demon. A demon come to town. Whatever volunteer mother taking her turn down here in the basement teaching about turning water... And wine had no idea that an alarm was sounding. <laughs> I wonder if that teacher-killing Dexter Nolan had parents who believed in God at one time. Can you imagine what it must be like to be a child in this town? Children are lightning rods in a preternatural blitz. I mean, think about it. A generation of children developing and maturing in a nightmarish state. This damage... It won't stop here, Xander. It it, it will spread. If it's not one thing, it's another. You're getting drunk on church wine. Don't tell Sparrow. She doesn't like me. I don't see why she would. You finally got it right with her. If only all of your other girls could have been so lucky. Or at least some of them. We're teetering on a fight, you and me. (laughs) Then drink more wine and start thinking about touching me. You're dangerous. I suppose we need to talk about what happened with you and me, and I suppose we need to talk about why you have a wretchedly mangled, mummified hand, hastily stitched as if a prop in a mental hospital stage production of Frankenstein to your wrist in place of what I do recall as a rather lovely hand of your own flesh. You've always been mean to me. I know that's not your intent, to be mean. All things which are similar and therefore connected are drawn to each other's power. I left my Agrippa writings at your place. In my bed. I did not. Have another drink. Listen to me, Henrietta. I owe you. I get that I lined you up for a downward spiral and gave you a push. We need to talk, and we need to resolve our romantic history, but now is not the time. 
What the hell gain is there to knocking a perfectly good bottle of unfermented wine from my hand? I hope you brought another. No, I brought a butcher's knife from the kitchen. Okay, let's try a little roll reversal, shall we? I'll go ahead and start with your next line. I won't be ignored! Cute. Put the knife away, Henry. We're alone down here in the basement. I can reveal myself to you in any intimate way I choose. I locked the door at the top of the stairs. Whoa, this is what the inside of a church looks like. Ah! It's burning my evil skin! Holy air! Can't breathe! <laughs> I'm just pulling your rosary beads. I used to come here when I was a wee little lad. Hey, there you are, Sparrow. Jimmy? What the hell? I thought you were already here. What? I told you I wanted to detour to my pad above the family garage. Mom's cool BTW, watching her soaps. I asked you to come with me, but you didn't want to see my soaps green t-shirt gallery. Jimmy, you bonehead. I said I didn't want to see it now, under these circumstances. I didn't know that you still went. Were you worried about me, Sparrow? Shut up. I know that since you've known me, things have sort of been nigh in the end of times, and if the human race is going the route of the dodo, well, I want to give you a little something special, just because. Keep in mind, nobody has heard this ultra-secret musical recording before. You risked your life. To retrieve a demo. Not just any demo, Sparrow, but a rare four-track window into my softer side. The details isn't always about rocking out with the devil. Sometimes he has a romantic itch to smooch some angels. Oh, no. Don't tell me you've written and recorded a demo of... Here it is. Baldir Jimmy details in his sweet solo acoustic orchestra sweet-ass angelic power love. <laughs> if only I had a cassette player. Ha! <laughs> See? See, this is why you should have come back to my apartment with me. Some other time, Jimmy. I'm gonna hold you to that. And Jimmy, next time, don't wander off on your own. It's a dangerous world these days. I'd hate to see you Chevy chase your way into an accident. But Sparrow, you should see it. The streets are totally empty. Even those SNSA blowhards have pulled back to the outer rim. This is going to be cheesy, but it's the calm before the storm. Well, before that happens, let's go raid the kitchen. I need to get some food in my belly, like pronto. Come now, Sparrow the Bellicose. Let us stuff our bellies for battle. We'll find us a goblet of meat, and if the gods are generous this day, a slice of strawberry rhubarb pie. Let us feast. Ugh, you wear me out. The kitchen is dry, Jimmy, save for the crumbs of leftover communion wafers. And Xander absconded with all of the wine. Aw, damn it. I've already got the tummy mumblers. I'm going to get a headache. Hey, where is Doc Crow anyway? I just figured he was off taking the world's longest church pee. He's down in the basement with his ex. Men are weak, Jimmy. Don't ever be a man. (laughs) Only ever loved yourself. Never me. Or any of the others, not Wormwood, not this plane of existence. There is only you, always.
please, only you, and I'll cut my hand off and be like you are now. And then you might love me for as long as we have left. You've killed any chance for more, Xander. We're all going to die here. It's never going to be the same. I I don't know what sort of occult detective work you've done that has misled you to this town, but you shouldn't be here. You'll need me. You don't have a hand of glory, Henrietta. Do you understand? You cut off your hand and replaced it with another dead appendage. You are not like me. You don't know that. Do you know what happened to me? I was led to ancient ruins in Peru. A Dramalak appeared to me in the guise of an old woman. He gave me a choice to destroy another girl or to mutilate myself. And I did. He marked me, Henrietta. He marked me, and I wore his red right hand. And what did you do? I won an auction on eBay. You were the highest bloody bidder. Don't you see how absurd it all is? You're mad, woman. And you haven't the first bloody clue as to what we're up against. You cut off your own hand. This demon of Dremelec can't be fought with a dead hand sent through the mail. That novelty hand of yours is a MacGuffin, don't you see? I can't move it. The, the hand just hangs attached to my wrist. It's twisted and shriveled up and useless. I don't want it anymore. I don't need it. Just like you. You don't need to cut off your hand. You don't need to cut it off your body. You'll bleed to death, Henrietta. That'll be the final outcome. And you'll watch me. Maybe maybe you'll let the guilt of my actions stay with you in ways you never let me physically. We don't have time for violent soap opera dramatics. It's all coming down to an end. The demon is making his move now. You're so clever, Dr. Xander Crow. But... I've learned some of your tricks. I did some good with with Jacob and the object for six months. I upheld what you abandoned, bided my time, knowing you would eventually follow your ego back to this town. Oh, why did you have to shatter our last bottle of booze? Don't you hate it when people let their personal lives interfere with fun? Gavenges Venjuvial, not to yeet hald vengas, drooped to vine veem jane langdon, and then vengeages found in drudo mactin orgabood. I don't know this binding spell, but, but I can tell it's black. You won't be able to contain me once you link enough blood to lose focus. All earthbound magic entrusted to humans is validated by demonic magic. You taught me that when you first got me into bed. I was drunk. Probably why I overlooked the fact that you're mad. Look, I see that I was an enabler for your fractured mind, but it was only about me back then. I I should have seen how vulnerable and in need of... Diagnoses! Possible selves! Dissociative disorders! Labels! All of these labels! You cut off your own hand, too! Don't you dare try to counsel me, Xander! Henrietta, listen to me. What happened to your hand, Xander? You had a magic hand! Different circumstances! It was holding me back! That is all I'm trying to do. I don't need mine either. It's fake. Oh! It hurts. It hurts so bad. It hurts more than when I cut my real hand off after you left me. God damn it, Henrietta, stop cutting! Let me down, let me help you! There isn't time. You said there isn't time. You have more pressing matters at hand than me. 
You're losing too much blood. Tell me one thing. Before I release the bind, where did you discard the hand of glory? The real one? Please. No. God, you never loved me. You're wrong again. I did. Look what it got me. Nothing but heartache and amputations. It's off me. <laughs> this hand. Fancy my hand coming to the spirit land before me. Henry, don't do what I think you're about to do. It's okay. You're hurt and you're going to die. There are people upstairs who can stop the bleeding. It won't be necessary, Xander. I can stop the bleeding if you let me. You're busy. It's okay. Your hand will soak me up when I find it. You'll see. I... This is foolish. You're pale as a bone and can hardly focus your eyes. It's okay. I've been marked now. I'm ready for the hand of glory. It's all I have left. I can't just let you go. Yes, you can, Xander. I won't! You can't hold me down while you wander off into the night to commit suicide. You're misguided, dangerous, with half-knowledge. God damn it! God damn you! And goodbye, Henrietta. All the lights are on. Now that we're here, I don't know that this is such a good idea. If the world is really going to end, we're going to want some of Deidre's pie before we have to go. We're like death row inmates. Yeah. Shouldn't have robbed all of those banks and killed those innocent farmers. Well, come on then. If we're going to do it, the place is empty. Surreal, huh? But don't be nervous. The lights are on, which means Deidre's probably just running an errand and we'll be back soon. And if she's still around, that means this diner is a safe zone. What kind of errands do you run during a time like this? Supplies? You know, some eye and nude, a broadsword, maybe that dagger from the golden child. Given these present circumstances, do you think she might have left the lights on when she fled? Personally, I wouldn't be too concerned about being the energy hog. I bet you she keeps the lights on to scare the beasties away. If they think she's here, they know she's pretty mean with an AK-47, which I happen to know she owns. If you say so. We gotta get back soon, though. Longer than a half hour, and I think they'll be worried. Ooh, can we sit at the counter? I think you can take your pick. Rock on! You know, I loved sitting at the counter as a kid. It made me feel like a trucker passing through. I'd sit here with them and drink root beer from a coffee cup just to look like a badass. Then this one day, I put creamer in it to further the illusion. 
Ew. It was a surprisingly delectable combination, like drinking a poor man's cream soda. Uh-huh. Same day, in 1985, at this very counter, my entire life changed forever. It was the day I decided to become a musician. A trucker convinced you to be a musician. Not just any trucker. The Elvis Presley. Um, Jimmy, Elvis died in 1977. That's just what he wanted you to think. Elvis pulled off the greatest fake death of the century. I've heard this one before. You haven't heard the truth. See, after his death, E.P. embarked on a road trip across America, and being a frozen food delivery guy was the perfect cover. They say he said he'd always wanted to do it, but never could because he'd get mobbed wherever he went, unless he was dead. Uh Uh-huh. And how did Elvis convince you to be a musician? Well, he was eating this hunk of burning toast next to me and noticed that I'm mixing creamer with my root beer and then I was tapping a bunch of glasses with different amounts of root beer in them, you know, to make different tones. So I had this whole calliope going and E.P. says, Boy, you ain't nothing but a hound dog right now. Fools rush in. You gotta take it slow. Here, let me show you something. You've got to be kidding me. He takes the spoons and does this whole rendition of Jailhouse Rock on the cups. Freaking awesome! Anyway, I was so into him that he gave me the first real guitar lesson. I was like eight, and I think he got a piece from my mom, too. Jeez. That's okay. Mom always had an Elvis fetish. And then, one day, E.P. and his truck just disappeared like dust in the wind. He went back into the ghetto of Americana. I think he was later on delivery. And that's the truth about E.P.? The whole of it. My musical ambitions might have been exaggerated for dramatic effect on account of a deadbeat dad. Mm. Well, thank you, Jimmy. It's been an incredibly horrible night thus far. A couple really awful months, actually. But after that Elvis story, I think that's the first time I've cracked a smile since I died. Well, at least you came back. That's the part I'm happy about, both you and Crow. Um, Jimmy? Yeah? Speaking of coming back, there's one thing I can't figure out about you. Just one. You. Why did you come back to Wormwood? That's a silly question. You kind of told us you had a new life out there, money, girls. Didn't you say you were doing some sort of TV thing? You were away from all this and had a chance at a new life and that fame you always wanted. Why? Why did you come back? Well... You know, do you remember Vegas? How could I forget? Well, all this has done something to me. I I don't know what. There's just something about facing evil, you know? Like real full-blown 666 crap. It puts things into perspective. The things that really matter. The people you care about. Uh Uh-huh. And in Vegas, when I was all drunk and going to get discovered at that karaoke night, you still busted in with that hitman guy there. And you remember the poor lady I accidentally killed at the light board? Good times. Yeah, well, you came back for me. How could I not come back for you and Crow? Jimmy, why did you just creep your hand onto mine? Oh, dude, sorry. Jimmy, right now, we're living a real-life horror movie, not a romantic comedy. Yeah, sorry, I, I just... We've been through so much together, you know? Yeah, Jimmy, I know. And if we get out of this alive and unscathed, maybe you can buy me flowers and chocolates... But right now, there's other disturbing things going on. Other... other people. No, I, I get it. Wait, other people? 
Whoa, what was that? Calm down. Just a mouse. Jeez. Yeah, makes me wonder if pie is such a good idea. I don't think this Deidre chick is coming back. Maybe this place has been sitting abandoned. I bet Speedy Gonzalez scurrying by has had more than his fair share of that legendary pie we're risking our lives for. Dipping his plague-soaked paws into the sugary filling. Let me see back in the kitchen. It's where Deidre keeps all the good stuff. Yep. Not just Speedy, but his friends, too. There was an apple pie back here. Appetizing. Look, Jimmy, we ought to scram. We can talk about your crush post-apocalypse. Nah, I promise you more pie and I'll get you some. Speedy and his friends, remember? No way, I got an idea. Deidre keeps all her stuff in the freezer in the basement. I bet you anything she's got some frozen peaches or apples in a can downstairs. Crust, too? I brought her back some of the cheapy frozen Walmart stuff when I went into town for my classes. How long ago was that? I don't know, but it wasn't a galaxy far, far away. Whatever. Hurry, okay? It won't be long until they notice we're gone. The last thing Xander needs is to have to worry about coming and looking for us. Yeah. The doc's done playing doctor down in the basement of the church. God, shut up. Sparrow, don't you think Dr. Crow has more on his mind right now than us? You know, like, ultimate evil that could destroy the whole planet? Now you just wait right there while I rustle up some high-quality fixings for the best pie this side of Michigan. Never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and desert you. <laughs> Jeez, it's cold here. Deidre could open up one of those swanky ice bars down here. Pie shell, pie shell, pie shell. Hello? Oh, what is that funky? Oh, dead rats. You guys thought you hit the mother load until someone shut the door on you. Known each other for so long. Ah! What? What the? What the hell is he doing? Making it from freaking scratch? Ugh, always babysitting. If I get down there, Jimmy, and you're playing a stupid prank on me... Or worse, if you've lit candles and stripped all the way down to your Judas Priest leather... Jimmy? I'm gonna kill you. This isn't funny! <gasps> Hello, Anna? Care for some pie? Revelation is a serialized mystery podcast produced by Habit Forming Films, LLC. The Wormwood cast includes Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, 
Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Peter Dirksen as Jimmy Details and Jonesy, Rob Grindliger as Sheriff Bradley and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Commander McQueen, and the Wolf Queen, Nicole Brayburn as Deidre Frost and Harmony Barrister, Ben Boodman as Chip Drexel and Bishop Grail, Zachary Folks as Adramalac and Colin Crane, Dave Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel, David Acampo as Jacob Kidder, Morgan Walsh as Sister George, Samantha Turk as Henry Howe, Robert W. Allen as Special Agent Elijah Wojtek, Ryan E. James as Miss Ginter, and Joe J. Thomas as Abacus Bressier, Hank Mason, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music composed by Todd Hodges. Audio recording engineered by Greg Wilkinson. The Wormwood writing staff includes Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaw, Paul Montgomery, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Executive producers David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Please visit www.wormwoodshow.com for episode guides, cast and crew information, and other original content. Season 1, The Drowned Woman, Season 2, Crossroads, and Season 3, including Five Fingers of Glory and Portraits, are available online now. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. Oh, I thought you, were, you told me heavy breathing. I'm just doing it. I didn't know we're doing the line. I thought you guys wanted breathing for the background. So I'm literally giving you the sound effect. I didn't realize you wanted But I wanted to. I just. All right. It was so great just watching all your faces because you guys didn't know what to do at all.